trophies to you all. Welcome to Friday's Drama. Everything works perfectly. Nothing to complain about. In fact, honestly, when I look around the internet, I think to myself, good God, does our ship run smooth. Yeah? Down the line. Every single time. Absolutely wonderful. Working well. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for choosing to spend your Friday afternoon with me, you awesome, awesome people in that chat right there. I seize you. I seize you. Do I have a story for you guys today? Crack shot, eh? Was your gun, mate? Crack shot. What a what a what a cracking shot. <laughs> Fucking crack shot. Do I have a story for you today? Do I have a story for you today? We're gonna actually need Andy for that one. Hello. <laughs> we need Andy in for that story because it's too much. It's too fucking much, and I need. We have we have a bro in need, is what goes on here. Girls, I know you're out there. We've got a bro in need. We've got a bro in need. We've got a bro in need. But before we get to that then, let's have some fun. Also, on Sunday, me and uh, Deadshot over there will be on the final boss show with Mr. Bay, the bearded delight that he is, talking all that wow jazz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talking all that wow stuff. Oh, my God. What are you doing? There's a situation developing with the wireless keyboard. Not approved. <laughs> Not approved. Not approved. <laughs> rise volume there we go should be fine uh so we're gonna have a story to warm up on is what we're gonna do we're gonna have a story to warm up on because i'm not ready to jump into the other one just yet yeah pretty good uh i think we'll be pretty good <laughs> it's time for me all right so names come as we go through it's all gonna be good <sighs> you guys ready you guys ready? <laughs> Salutations, one of all. I hope you had a great week. Let's have some fun. Hello, Preacher. I hope this story finds you and your lovely chat well. Chat? You weren't asked, Andy. Fuck this story then. <laughs> I noticed. I did notice. You did notice. I knew you would. I'm very well. Thank you very much. I've spent many a fortnight listening to Drama Times. I love each and every one. They're one of my favorite things to listen to and watch while I'm grinding that artifact power. <sighs> Concordance, so good. I hail from the land of cowboys in the Alamo, Texas. My journey is one of noobishness and redemption. Remembering these goes all the way back to Team Vanilla. And events may be slightly out of order as it's over 10 years ago, but I have interesting short tales. I'd like to include for you here. Alright. Are you ready? What's concordance? What even is that? Are you making that shit up? I don't know. I was a wee young lad when I walked near my father's computer to see a man surrounded by molten rock, a vast number of people, and a big flaming behemoth in the center. To my six, question mark, around six, year old mind, it was the mother's titties. And I wanted more. Mm. I cannot recall how it happened or how long it took, but I remember creating a vast number of night elves. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I would complete about five different quests, just whacking mobs and delete the character when they died. I had never had this much fun before in my life. It was the best. I'm sure it was, my friend. I'm sure it was but my next memory 
was one of making a blood elf hunter. I knew the basics at this point. Grab the quest. Look where the quest is. Complete the quest. I've got this game nailed down. I reached level 10 when I reached the second blood elf quest hub. I completed everything there. But then, it told me to head out of the gate of Falcon Wings Square. And enter the Eversong Woods. I was probably around 7-ish at the time. And the idea of going into the woods alone genuinely terrified me. I was level 10. I had a pet at my side. But I didn't want to go into the woods on my own. I don't know why and I can't explain it. But I did not want to go into those woods. I didn't play that character for two weeks. Maybe even two months. It's all a bit of a blur. But when I told my brother why I was no longer playing my character. He told me to stop being a bitch. I took that advice. And I stepped into Eversong Woods. And chat. I reached level 11. It was at this point though. It was at this point. When I went to receive my armor reward. That my brother. My wonderful caring brother. As they always are in drama time. Decided to give me some advice. About World of Warcraft. I cannot fully express. How big of an impact. This statement had. And how badly. It fucked me over. Until Cataclysm. When I realised. He was a fucking troll. He told me brother. Brother. Come here. I wish to impart some advice upon you. He said brother. The best stat in this game is stamina. Stamina doth both increase your HP and with enough stamina you will never die. Now go about your day. He said it with full sincerity and seriousness. So I did. Later on, I deleted that Blood Elf Hunter because the Ghostlands was too much. <coughs> and instead to create a Troll Hunter who is still the main to this day. I originally called him Trollface because Troll was a prefix that made sense when playing a troll. So then we've got Warrior Face, Paladin Face, no, wrong, Blelf Face, Orc Face, it's all good, but then we ran cold, man, we had, I couldn't have two Orcs because the naming system doesn't work. My brother was gifted an account in the Burning Crusade with a level 60 Orc Rogue on it that my dad bought for him. Oh, his dad, illegal wow shenanigans. His dad bought him at somebody else's account. What a fucking bitch. I've got your old one. <laughs> and because my brother had a level 60, he was under the impression that he knew everything about World of Warcraft. Every time I would ask him questions, he would say, well, I'm my level 60 character. <laughs> I do this and that. Even though to this day, he has still never leveled a character from 1 to max level. 
I didn't get shit. Brackets. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I didn't get a fucking character, did I? I didn't get a fucking character. <laughs> fucking funny. Uh, our neighbour, though, Ninja Tech. Uh, thank you for your Patreon support. <laughs> our neighbour, though, Ninja Tech. <laughs> also got into WoW and actually leveled a shaman from 1 to 70 himself. He eventually deleted this character and came back when Wrath launched and was so upset he couldn't make a DK. But my brother, who had never leveled a character at all, he could make a DK. He could make a DK. Ninja Tech solution was to hire someone to level his character for him. Be honest. How many people have done it? Raise your hand. Had it had someone level your character for you? How dare you look at me? Yeah, <laughs> hand up, hand up, <laughs> hand up. Nope, nope, never, never. <laughs> Pussies. <laughs> what are you worried about? <laughs> uh, fuck no, not even once. Never, never. Long time ago. Long, long. Well, must be nearly twelve years ago. Eleven years ago, something like that. Uh, no, mine was in vanilla. Fuck leveling in vanilla. Fuck that shit. Fucking useless. Anyway. <clears throat> his solution was to hire someone to do it for him. To which his account got banned later on. Rip. <laughs> he never picked it up again. At this time, my dad had left. Oh. And I had been playing like shit because of my brother's advice still influencing me. Once I was leveling through Zangamash, I died. And as a ghost, I got trapped between some trees, unable to move. There was nothing I could do but file a report to Blizz. Three days I waited. <laughs> Three days Blizzard left me stuck between those trees. <laughs> I bet the, dev, the GM totally read that on day one and was like, make him wait. Make him wait. <laughs> I moved out of the spot. Whenever I see the teleport to graveyard option when I die now, I'm always reminded of my little trees. When I found out that LFG had launched, I loved it because a scrub like me could actually get into a group. Oh, what? I say loved lightly. Because nine times out of ten, I get trash talked and shit on for wearing so much stamina only gear. <laughs> of the whale is the best shit I've ever seen. Oh my god. Uh, I'm not joking. Three people actually made forum posts about me. Do I open this picture? It's going to be a dick, isn't it? This picture's going to be a dick. It's a dick. It's going to be a dick. Can I even show this? Oh, okay. It's the search results. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, he's given us the forum links. Okay. Have you changed? Is this a different name? Hold on. Let me check this. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna link this to you actually, because you're gonna forum armor. I know there's some forum fucking security people in the chat. Armory stalkers. Armory stalkers. <clears throat> I was that bad, and none of these threads are lies. The first one was mostly during Kata when I started getting good and started to become PVP mate. No, I'm not sending you guys after him. No, you're like rabid dogs. 
Not doing it. You'll bring him down, and I don't want you to do that. This man's fucking helping us out with a little story. I remember while leveling, though, I met a level 42 Torrin Shaman in Dustwallow Marsh, who was bored and approached me. He asked if we wanted to travel the game together. I didn't know what this meant, but I did not like Dustwallow at all, and reluctantly agreed. We, s <laughs> we were apparently flight path hunting. Anybody ever done that? <laughs> we're going, we're going, we're going flight path hunting. Let's go. Let's make a little group. We travelled all the way from Dustwallow through a thousand needles into Gadget Zan, grabbing flight paths before my brother asked why the fuck I was doing that and told me to hast out and to avoid internet paedophiles. Where did he take you? <laughs> Gadget Zan. You're not safe. Pedos there, mate. That's Pete. He's a pedo. That's pedo He's a pedo. Central. Wait, did he take you through a thousand needles? Ooh, <laughs> fucking straight up pedo. <laughs> straight Hearthstone, man. Hearthstone. He's a fucking pedo. Seen it before, mate. They take you through a thousand needles, gadgets on him before you know it. Pedo. That's all that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Show me on your character select screen where he touched you. <laughs> It was at this time when I typed LFG in trade. Three seconds later, I got an invite to a killed a guild that was called. You ready, Andy? Go for it, mate. The Bloodhawks. Oh, the Bloodhawks. <laughs> this guild has a crazy story of its own, but it ended with me failing as eventually becoming the GM and it being a dead cesspool guild. Anyway, let's go back to the past. <clears throat> I was level 71 in Wrath at the Argent Tournament grounds when I logged out. I had given up. I was going to go somewhere better. I was going to a private server. And I stayed on that private server for three months. But it was so sad that I had to leave. Oh, it was such a melancholy sight to log right back into my failing 71 character. At one point I got hacked, all my characters deleted and all that. It destroyed me. Years of work. Level 71. Gone. Remember the age of our character at this point. Years of work thrown away. I cried my eyes out to my dad. My brother told me to shut the fuck up. And a couple of hours later, everything was returned. But I couldn't talk in trade or party for a couple of days. No LFG for me. I was royally pissed when I joined an LFG at some point and couldn't respond to the barrage of shit people were spewing at me about my stamina gear. <laughs> I still remember it because it pissed me off so bad that I cried again for the second time that day. <laughs> I had a lot of bad experiences in LFG. I still blame my brother for every dungeon I was kicked out of. But through trial and tribulations, I eventually reached level 80. A good six months before Kata was released. At the start, I was following my brother's philosophy. Eventually picking cloth pants because it had much more stamina than the ones I had. Ignoring the intellect and spirit it gave me on my hunter. <laughs> Dude. The stamina on these cloth pants, though. Bro, have you seen these? Mate, mate. 
The fucking stamina on these, though, man. The fucking awesome dude. Slap it on. <laughs> I was the definitive huntard. But now was the time of my retribution. I went full PvP. Started wearing PvP gear that also had loads of stamina on it. Made for my class. And I started doing good, mate. But my rotation, ladies and gents. My rotation was still just spamming 09870. On my keyboard as fast as I could. Oh, because that's the standard key. Oh my god. <laughs> that's the standard key. He doesn't know you can change him. He doesn't know you can change the key bindings. He doesn't know. They're just where they are on the bars. Oh, god. Ah. <sighs> I would press 09870 on my keyboard as fast as I could, not realizing that this was retarded. I found through your top fives eventually. <laughs> I found you through top fives eventually. I began watching your guides and actually started changing the way I play. It's another one saved, man. Come into my bosom. It's generous bosom. You come in. You come in. We'll get you all sorted. We got this. We'll put shit on. You know you can bind mouse buttons. Yeah. You can do all kinds of stuff. It's pretty crazy. People give LFR too much crap. And I'm talking to you guys specifically. Because it was perfect for me. I wanted to see the content, but there wasn't any chance I was going to get into a raiding guild. Nor did I want to. The Bloodhawks... Oh, you dickhead! You, you <laughs> the Bloodhawks have been good to me. I was friends with everyone. Then throughout Mists of Pandaria, the guild slowly died. I became GM... And I destroyed the guild further. <laughs> At this point, I had actually become, as far as I can remember, the best player the guild had. Especially after seeing everyone's performance in the random five-mans we did together. And sometimes didn't complete. Anybody ever failed a guild five-man? Curious. This is before Mythic Plus, by the way. That's pretty sad, right? That sucks. <laughs> I left at the start of WAD for a raiding guild advertising in trade. Now, before everyone calls me another retard, let me explain. <laughs> he actually says that in caps. Before your chat starts calling me a retard, let me explain. <laughs> you guys are getting a reputation. That's what's happening here. You guys are getting a reputation. <coughs> this guild had been around since Wrath. And had been clearing high level content since. They are a good guild. They advertised. I flipped a coin and messaged if they needed a hunter. They could use the ranged DPS. She said. And I got an invite. And I was about to enter my first ever raid. Hi, Maul. Downloaded vent. Waited for everyone to get to the raid, all the while the pre-boss standing at the edge. I right-clicked it. And ninja pulled. 
<laughs> they didn't know who had pulled and they didn't really care as they still managed to kill it Woo! <laughs> i was relieved eventually we cleared all the way to bracken spore before we had to call it for the night it's three bosses y'all we got this over the course of the expansion of the legion this guild has been nothing short of spectacular we cleared highmall blackrock depths foundry you mean and hfc mythic in walls of draenor i got my moose mount and i was happy i'd like to thank you for reading my story holler to ghosty if he was there and i look forward to seeing this live hopefully i might make it to the stream too late for my appreciation now mate leave me to the fucking end like some cook go fuck yourself <laughs> and a picture of his character for today <laughs> andy i need you i'm coming over mate Andy, I need you. Now, I'm, I've got to entrust that chat is going to be a good bunch of a good bunch of friends. Do you believe that's going to genuinely happen? Mm. There's no names in this one either, I don't think. So we'll keep Ninja Tech in case it pops up. Mm-hmm. All right, Andy, come up. <laughs> no, you're not. Look, I'm quitting out. <laughs> you didn't need to. There's something yeah. gonna happen. <clears throat> All right. You ready? Oh, that's actually a good prop for this. What I was thinking. Yeah, right? that's actually a good right. prop for this. Oi, oi, <laughs> Savaloy. Savaloy. Hi, hey, preach, and hey, ghosty. Milady, I got to your channel as I re-rolled to a mage at the beginning of Legion. I apologize for my poor English because I am Team Germany. Efficient. That's right. That's right. As you can tell, because every line of his story is numbered. I have yet to see that before, but every line is numbered. Don't want to see it again. So I can always refer back to line six. <laughs> we got to talk about the page as well, though. <laughs> I often visit my relatives in the lovely UK, though. Your guides and legacy videos are awesome, but drama time, that is my jam. After some time, I decided to share this with you, Ghosty and the chat. Free for judgment. So this is the story about my awkward life and its connection to WoW. My career in WoW started as a teen in school with my friends introducing me to the game. Right? Nice. All square. Good. Nice. I was always one of the quiet guys who wasn't very skilled in talking or with people in general. Hey, right? we've all been there, haven't we? I got a crush. On a girl. <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> we never started anything. We never even spoke. But she was the first time my heart broke as she got with one of my friends. I've been there, mate. What? Saw a girl, thought she's nice. No, so me and me and a mate have been like, she's fit. And then he started banging her. Bastard. It was the start of a trend. I became more invested in raiding in the Burning Crusade, having spent time mostly on leveling in vanilla. My friends got bored and stopped playing, but I kept that truck rolling. They found relationships and broke up again. I did not. My guild at this time was doing progress. We killed Vash and Kael'thas. Got the Amani bear while it was still possible. I was a Tonk Druid, but I got more and more excluded from the raid. And that triggered my puberty frustrated self. 
pushed him out, mate. You coming to tonight's raid, mate? No, I'm not, mate. You're still tanking a Marnie Warbear for the rest of the guild, though. Remember that. The GM was quite a nice guy. At first, I thought. Later, I discovered that he'd sent pictures of his flesh pipe to many of the girls in the guild. Apparently, it was the same picture, which you obviously thought was a great picture. I like that. He well, took, he took a collection. It, it's the rule of the dick pic. Once you get that dick pic, you don't need duplicates. My dick looks awesome in this picture. This is my dick pic. The light was I perfect. found it. I yeah. found my dick pic. It looks, it. It's a good size. The shading on the other side yeah. of the veinage. It looks girthy. That's I'm it. happy. That's it looks it. solid, man. Blood it looks solid. <clears throat> it became an internal joke that no one really spoke about. All the girls kept vehemently denying his attempt to get their phone numbers. For a time, I played along. But at the end of the Burning Crusade, I kind of couldn't anymore. Because me as a teen was not being taken very seriously. Probably because of the dick pics. No, he didn't send them. His GM did. He didn't send dick pics. No, what? The GM? Yeah. I left the guild. And a few weeks later in the forums, I made the story public about the dick pics. Followed by a long pause from WoW. A faction change and a surgery check. He ran away. Pussy! He ran away! He, he grasped he, and legged it! He ran away! He, he ran and went gay and ran off quick! A faction of server change and casually playing when new content came out, but it took till Mists of Pandaria until I started raiding again. I really liked the expansion. I had a thing for the Asian style, and I loved the old combat rogue, Rip. I've got a thing for the Asian style. The old destruction warlock, Rip. And the monk, who is still fucking awesome. I loved Siege of Argrimmar. I loved my new guild. Well, except the raid leader, who kept calling people names when they made mistakes. Can you imagine? Shocking. <laughs> then came Warlords of Draenor, with its thrilling hype, which came down as soon as the expansion was released and I stopped playing. Because, in RP terms, time-travelling Nazi orcs from an alternative dimension seemed a little ridiculous. Way more than ridiculous pandas. You can't call them what? Nazis. Who? The Orcs? Yeah. Racist. Wow. Do you went that many different levels? <laughs> and it's always you. Unbelievable. <laughs> Nazi Orcs? I never saw that. <laughs> I played that game. Nazi Orcs. I quit WoW for a while. In real life, though, I still had no idea how to improve my private life with a relationship. Now, this is where you come in, stud. I'm here. You ready? Let's do it, mate. Let's, Let's help pipes. Right, chat. You ready to help our man out? <clears throat> I tried the exotic and sometimes terrifying world of online dating. <laughs> you fucking kids don't know. Lucky you've got it. There is literally no hard work. You can in date anymore. from your phone. That's what I mean. You can though. get an app. It's as easy as she's fit. Swipe. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I'd invented Tinder. The amount of fucking drinks and shit you had to cement in before you even got a chance of feeling a tip back in the day, mate. Back in the day. We need a name for our girl. Shit. Um, right. I'm sorry, I've got it on Patreon this one. Uh, oh, the thing that makes our business work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the cooks. Why do you always call them cooks offline? Oh, yeah, that sounds like me. One girl whose name was Lister. <laughs> Was she a scouser? I got to know from a Facebook group. She was nice, at the beginning at least. We texted a lot and met a few times. She wasn't very bright, 
but that was okay with me. She was creative attending movie school. You're laughing. She wasn't that bright. <laughs> she was a little slow. Oh. <laughs> Which was important for me because I was writing and photographing and drawing and doing artsy things. She had a Disney attitude towards life. Mate, I'm so glad you said Disney. She had a Disney <laughs> She's got a cock. What? I thought you were going to say she had a dick. No, 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 Disney, Disney. A Disney attitude toward life, which I played along with. We got closer. Never kissed, though, mate. Yeah, yeah I'm going to with Disney, though. Can I just interject real briefly? If it's a Disney kind of outlook, I'm sure it's a really nice person, but you're never going to get anal. <laughs> You've never got a kiss. You didn't go to the, a kiss doesn't that's mean anal. Saying, no, you get a kiss eventually. We've all seen a fucking Disney film, but you're never going to fucking blast one in the ass. Nuts and butt, are you? Shame. Okay. <laughs> I needed time for my first kiss. About me being quiet and shy, not much change. Why do I need to be here for this? This just makes me feel awkward. I needed time for my first kiss. Wait. <laughs> brace yourself sir brace yourself sir we're gonna help our man out i got this but i was determined i was determined until i logged in a week later and found out that i had been benched by her this is literal cook old <clears throat> isn't it? suddenly a wild ex-boyfriend appeared hello <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's it from? Hot fuzz. Hot fuzz. <laughs> Are you fucking, is it Bill? No, it's Greg. Hello. <laughs> a wild ex-boyfriend appeared and she friend-zoned me instantly. It's like throwing a grenade. It's like a jock, mate. Like the guy out of California, man, where he's waving at her, then he pops his head and mate, goes like this. <laughs> My heart broke again. I told her it's fine. Go be with your other boyfriend. And I never replied to her text again. That was it. That's the end. Not, not, we're not finished. Don't All worry. right, <laughs> fucking hell. During my pause with Warlords, I already started to draw nude women from Playboy photographs. Okay, we're taking a turn now. Stay with me. <coughs> to learn about the female shape I never saw in reality. Your thoughts? When was this, like... When's this part of the This story? is Warlords of Draenor. Oh, right. I can find the female form in several places. Yeah, but you don't understand its curvatures. Mate, you not understand like, more than that. Not like when you draw it, and that's the important thing. Fuck off. What is this? Wait. What is this? A beautiful mind? Goodwill hunting? <laughs> to understand the perfect female form, you've got to be able to draw it. It's delicate edges. Wait. <sighs> to say we're putting stuff on a pedestal is an understatement. You ever kissed a girl, son? No, he's not. That's in the story. Good point. <laughs> no, no, he hadn't. But it was not until I had my next heartbreak that I really got it going. Who's our next girl? We'll go with Ninja Tech again. Ninja Tech was a gamer girl and the perfect match. I came to know her through friends and pen and paper RPGs. Right? But she still had a boyfriend at that time. She broke up with him after some years. But I considered her out of my league. It wasn't until we had a drunken dance together that I found the courage to ask her out. Progress. No, because you think that means he asked her out. That isn't what happened, Andy. 
I jumped the shark. I jumped the, he jumped the shark, shark as did most of most of the chat, I know that. I formulated a plan. I wrote a long, kind of pathetic love letter via Facebook. Wait. <laughs> it can't go worse. Stop saying wait. <laughs> Like dissecting my dick. <laughs> she said <laughs> she sent one reply. Ask again with more self-confidence. I like her. Yep, she's like coming her. in. She's got moxie. Ninja text giving the man a chance. I like her. So I did. And she said Yes. Progress. I was perplexed. We had a couple of dates and I decided to be more proactive this time. Confidence, mate, is what he puts in his story. Hey. Hey. You're joking. Wait. <laughs> Stop it, man. I don't <laughs> want it to go worse. Try to, I'll try to second base you. We, wa we went to the cinema to watch Tom Cruise doing spy things. But I would have watched Cinderella with her if she wanted to see that. I want to explain the cuckoldery and hypocrisy of this statement. Saying you're going in with more self-confidence and then saying that you would watch Cinderella if she wanted to ain't the same thing. <laughs> ain't the same thing. That's let, bullshit. Let me roleplay for you. Do you want to go to the cinema? Yeah, okay. Cinderella? Yeah. No. Alright. Alright, you be... <laughs> let me let me be uh, me. You be Emma. Now ask me if you want to go to the cinema. Should I go to the cinema? Yeah. Then you suggest... Cinderella. Fuck you off. 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 I don't know though, mate. See, mine is this. Have you I... seen the latest Cinderella movie? No. Just listen. <laughs> listen, no. Listen, listen, listen. They've seen it. I didn't go with them. Just to clarify. That's I didn't what I'm saying. I didn't go and see it with them. But like in that sort of scenario where you're, uh, you've got to take a phone, you know? Load it with enough games. Take your headphones. Disney, Disney Castle appears and you're like this. No, mate, you're like this. You're like, no, you're in your chair, right? And you get your phone out, and then she's like, oh, excited with popcorn. You're just peeling down. <laughs> Slouching, baby. So, anyway, let's get back. Well, yeah, let me clarify, though. I'm just trying to maximize puss potential, right? It is a first date. But I wouldn't have put it in a comment where it's to say, if she would have said Cinderella, I would have gone watch it. I wouldn't have said that because that makes me look like I'm the, the chick. <laughs> I'm the girl. Okay, you ready? You ready? The cook. Remembering this moment still makes me cringe. Oh, right. We're not even got there yet. And nope. I was cringing at that comment. I went to put my arm around her. To which she did not take well. That's really awkward. What do you do in that circumstance? I drew my arm back faster than a rubber band snapping and apologized for trying to put my arm around her. There's only so much of this I can take. Wait. Fuck <laughs> off saying wait. I don't like it. It's going to get worse. Oh, man. <sighs> Stand up and leave, see? Zim's got it. Just walk out. We watched the remainder of the film in silence and the easiness between us was gone. As we left the cinema and went our separate ways. Bye. Two weeks later that she explained to me that we had no synergy. There's no synergy here. 
And two weeks later, she was synergizing with somebody else. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I was friend-zoned once again. Before I even had a chance. Now, this phrase bothers me. I don't know whether it's because you're German, but... Before I even had a chance as a lover. <laughs> right, this is ironic. <laughs> I guarantee that he's got one. No. Not ironic. No. That's... that's that- that's what neckbeard, branding someone a neckbeard and a fucking fedodo lover is. A lover. My lady. My cream pie. I, I just want to be your lover. That experience was devastating though. And I kind of gave up. Only WoW was always there for me. I reintroduced myself to the game and at the end of Warlords, because Legion looked cool and to my surprise, it kept its promises. I rejoined my old friends who decided to split from our rather toxic GM. I'm playing with them to this day. They were always there for me. At last, I told myself, girls no more. Normal girls were hypocritical and they no longer did it for me. How did he even know that they did He's it He's taking him? a stand. He can take a, whatever fucking stand he wants. He doesn't know that normal girls do no, it for him. Because he's, he's found an alternative, Andy. Pocket pussy. No. I entered the wonderful and weird world of erotic hentai fanfiction. Well, this is keeping me on my toes, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we're going down a snake. That's it, and he draws. <coughs> He's making his own porn, this lad. <laughs> He's making his own fucking porn! That's what he's doing! Do you reckon you can do both of the, Do you reckon you can jack it and draw at the same time? Do I want that tentacle a little bigger? <laughs> That's it. That guy... Oh, bravo, though. It took me some time to accept that I preferred drawn erotica as it couldn't hurt me and it's always available. Fucking knew it! I knew it! That guy's a hero! <sighs> but like a cook. I filled the void of my lost heart with my creativity. <laughs> creativity. That's what you want to call it. <laughs> before you and your chat judge me though for oh, this decision, no. for this dope before that, and I consider it the best decision I ever made, I want to ask you this question. Right chat, you ready? You ready? Yeah. You ready, Andy? Go for it. Why is violence so much more accepted in art than erotic hentai? And I'd like to answer. <laughs> okay. Because violence in art can be portrayed as violence. Violence in erotica, that's rape. Whoa. I don't know about well, unless that. Unless it's like... Unless you've got like, a story. Unless she's up for it when you're like, when you're you know, putting a couple of fucking laughs in the back of her head. Are you saying that the animated girl has rights? Is that what you're saying to me? I'm saying it's animated rape. <laughs> violence in Iraq. Well, it depends, man. What your level of violence? We're talking about a fucking bit of a choking. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you shake? Because you're getting the throttle <laughs> feel. Uh, right? Uh, Why can't we imagine characters we grew up with in steamy, over 18, of course, situations? That's got nothing to do with violence. Oh, I'm characters he grew up with. Not Betty Rubble. Are you kidding me? Not Betty Rubble. Betty was always fitter than Wilma. Not Betty Rubble. Wait, I'm having a think. Jessica fucking Rabbit, mate. No, Jessica Rabbit. Exactly. Wait. There can't be another <laughs> wait to this. My avatars became my waifus, unironically typed. There it is for you. And I, and I couple them as I please. I draw them in erotic, beautiful underwear. She's not even naked. In the st <laughs> he can't even fucking fourth base. 
What is drawing? <laughs> I imagine stories about them. Normal people start wars, break hearts. I did no longer gave a shit about being normal. Wow, at least was always there for me. If you're interested, I could sketch you some blood elf pallies or elf holy priests. Yeah. Yeah, send it to me. Tweet it to me. Well, don't tweet it because you'll probably get banned. Send it to him. But with my name on it. Thank you. What I want <laughs> is a female blow paladin just getting fucking steamrolled. <laughs> right? Straight blonde hair so that I can just put like two square brackets on either side of it and put Noble in the middle. <laughs> I hope you're not that freaked out by my story. No. Thank you for uh, sharing this tale with us. It was interesting to say the least. Agreed. Stop thinking of women as these, like, crazy, they unapproachable are. objects of things. What I'll are you, you what, doing? I'll tell you what, though. What in, the in fuck? All fairness, they are shitty nappies at one point, mate. Let me tell took, you. It took a while for me to hit the don't give a fuck button before. That's it. Everyone has got... You might even be fucking born with it switched off, but everyone has got a don't give a fuck button. Right? As soon as you switch that off, and I don't mean be an arsehole. I just mean stop fucking caring what the reaction is. Yeah? What if? Don't matter, man. What if? Don't hey, matter. Better to ask for forgiveness than permission. No. <laughs> no, not endorsed by this company at all. <laughs> Get out. Go away. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my god. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> That's terrible. Anyway. Girls, be a little nicer. Come on. And guys, get a grip. Where are your balls? Show me get your balls. Get a grip. Show me. Stop crawling on the floor for women. They won't do it for you. Well, my wife won't anyway. She didn't for me, literally. What? I crawl on the floor. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I watch it every day, you dog. <laughs> Do we need to have an understand women panel at PreachCon led by you, Stormy? Really? I'll lead it. We'll have Stormy and Siren up top. Beck's obviously crawling around, like, well, walking around, but small, like. Just saying. No, we could do that. Understanding your women with them two in, like, a booth. And I'll be in one next to them. This is women. Know your place. <laughs> Change the sign on the panel. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, who's in? We've got Patrick. Uh, we have Farewell. We have Vrogoth. Vrogoth and Rorak. Good team. Uh, sure to be interesting. Yeah. August <laughs> is not moderating that. Who would be the perfect... I think Andy would be the perfect moderator for the ladies panel. <laughs> I would not sing the Umpa Wumpa song at your Bex. Promise. I promise. <clears throat> anyway, right, let's finish up with the biggest arsehole EU. You're writing me a story? What? I'm writing you shit. Oh, I see what you did there, mate. Bit of shade thrown my way, was it? <laughs> Waiting for me to be semi off guard, you puss. <laughs> see now, mate. Uh, Hello, Breacher and Brofist to you, good sir. And of course, Mr. Ghosty from a fella Englander. Yeah, boy! Long time sub, first time writer. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> alright, time for me to contribute. 
As this is the first story I'll submit to you, I figure it has to be about the most obnoxious twat I have ever had the misfortune of crossing paths with and my experience with Warcraft at that time. Buckle up, because by the end of it, some people are going to be triggered. I think I set the, the tone pretty well, right? We're good. I mean, if we survived the last story, this should be easy. The story begins in late Wrath of the Lich King, when I returned to the game after recovering from depression. Well, that's a strong start. Hold on. Congrats on getting better though, brother. I rejoined the game where I had left off, which was in my ex-girlfriend Farewell's Guild. We had broken up while I was depressed because of my absence and negativity. I did not blame her as we had an online relationship and we had made little progress to something more permanent over the three years we've been e-lationshipping. In short, we held nothing against each other. It's a, it's a true break. It's good. <coughs> uh, and she was just happy that I was getting better. Quality play. Most of the guild had changed since I had played and those who knew who I was kept it secret for us to avoid awkwardness. Mm. When I had left, though, I was the main tank, a position which was now gone. I decided it was time to be a mage. I've been a tank throughout Vanilla, the Burning Crusade, and the first part of Wrath in which I had been playing, and when I had been playing, so I welcomed the opportunity to try my hand at deeps. In no time at all, I hit cap, and with it, I geared enough to join Raid Team 2. We're back. Meanwhile... I had begun to resume playing with Farewell occasionally. Dailies, alts, PvP, just hanging out in Skype together. And this had not gone unnoticed by Patrick. I learned from Farewell that he had sort of filled in for me while I was away with various things. I was once again doing with Farewell. At first she had invited me to join them, but before long I had just replaced Patrick. He became increasingly desperate for her attention, becoming more outspoken in raids and guild chat and making a point of asking her to join him for dailies, awesome PvP, whispering her more and more, especially when she was with me, until it got to the point where she asked him to get the fuck away and stop harassing me. <coughs> At first Patrick seems to agree, perhaps that was best for both of them. About an hour later though, he messaged me, and then messaged her. Asking, how long should I stop harassing you? <laughs> then later that same day, if she needed time alone, if I, she had told him that she needed some time alone. So later in the day, he whispers, if you needed time alone, then why are you with our author? Then that evening in the raid, he whispered her saying, has it been long enough since we stopped talking? Days of this turned into weeks, and no matter what she tried, she could not get him to leave her alone. In the end, she had to put him on ignore, which resulted in the guild fracturing. He ranted in guild chat, as she couldn't see what he was saying, that she was ignoring him after leading him on. That he respected her request to be left alone, but only contacted her to inform her of raid matters only, and other important things that can't be ignored in the guild. The drama that soon followed could be in and of itself a drama time, but I'll leave it to your imagination. But amongst which he told the whole guild about me and Farewell's past, which she had confided in him when I had hit rock bottom. I then went from being just an unremarkable member of the guild into a black sheep. Unfortunately for me, half of the guild was also trying to get with Farewell, as she was 
a gamer girl and a guild leader, which made her incredibly desirable. <coughs> <laughs> you play WoW and you're a GM. You're like the perfect woman. That's it. Those are my only two requirements. Uh, so, so desirable. The predictable result of which was being made into a bit of an outcast within the guild. I didn't mind so much as I had by then made other friends outside the guild who I did plenty of things with. As the abuse, the abuse for Farewell's attention did not end after Patrick and those that supported him either left or were kicked, Farewell considered moving server. This was encouraged by the guild's best healer, Vrogoth, who said the server was just no good for raiding. They can't recruit anyone here to replace those we lost in the fracture. I remember thinking at the time, what the fuck's he on about? Our team too had merged into the main team while some progress was lost, but there was no other issues in the guild. As by this time, I had just begun to lay some of my own roots in this server. I wasn't wild about the idea of moving, but if Farewell was being harassed, I would of course come with her and support her. I didn't want to ditch the players I did arena with or messed about with as they were part of our guild and wouldn't come with me. They were not part of our guild and wouldn't come with me. I noticed more and more Farewell was ditching me on Skype when we were doing things as she needed to discuss guild matters with Vrogoth. This happened several times before I asked, why does she keep leaving? What are you talking about? Why did you keep leaving to talk about? And this is when I was told, we are moving the guild, she said. Oh, we are moving the guild, she said. Obviously, having already decided. I was annoyed as I had only been asked for a heads up. She went on to explain that when they spoke, they were talking about potential servers. And Vrogoth had wanted to go to Sylvanas, a PvP server. <coughs> Red flags waved in my mind. As this guild was absolutely shit at PvP. And rarely ever did it. It was true that Vrogoth had. But he had only did it for the achievements as he was an achievement whore. Vrogoth also claimed it was a balanced, a balanced ratio for Horde and Alliance, which made it perfect. When I looked these things up, I saw that while it was fairly balanced, there were several servers better balanced, many more populated and many less populated. It was unremarkable until you looked up the server progression. It was very high. Sylvanas represent, yo. Old school, man. Old school Sylvanas, bruh. Get with it. Get with it, son. <coughs> I instantly saw what Vrogoth was up to. I suggested we should discuss this together, but when the call was set up, Vrogoth had nothing to say when I made several other server suggestions based on the criteria he had put forward for Sylvanas. Farewell later told me that Vrogoth had social anxiety. I could only speak to certain people in the guild. Following this conversation, I asked Farewell if Patrick or others had been harassing her. Was that the reason for the move? No, she said. The harassment had stopped. Vrogoth was interested. That was all. So I let it go for the time being. Shortly after this, we had finally made it to the Lich King 25 Heroic. The guild had been struggling due to tactics and failure and defile. On several occasions, I tried to point out that the tank didn't need to constantly make the Lich King face the raid during the remorseless winter phases, as most of our wipes were due to unnecessary pain and suffering hits. <coughs> Every time, however, I was spoken over, or flat out ignored. After some weeks of this, I finally lost my shit and exploded on the tank, 
whose dumbass fault it was and several other people who had over the course of time come out with spectacularly awful ideas that have showed no place in any video of any guild killing this boss. After an awkward break that night, I was confronted by farewell in the pink. The guild then reluctantly tried it my way. The Lich King died that night. While it was a fantastic achievement, the result of my outburst had made me even less popular in the guild than I had been. I was disliked by most and flat out hated by others. Farewell, farewell, farewell then reasserted. We are moving the guild. As before, Vrogoth had been discussing it with her and she had made up her mind this time. It was just going to happen. I asked if she had discussed it with the guild as a whole, to which she admitted, No. It took little convincing to persuade her that moving the guild without bringing it, bringing it to the people that made the guild was a stupid thing to do. So a raid call was organized. Very quickly I realized there was zero enthusiasm to move the guild. Only Vrogoth wanted it. It didn't even seem like Farewell did. But she acted like she did. Because of course, Vrogoth wouldn't speak in a big call such as this. So her words were his. <laughs> Fed up with this now, I took control of the conversation and went through each person to ask if they wanted or had any reason to move the guild. Every single person said no. And with that, I shut down the notion again. Hours later, I was told by farewell that she and Vrogoth were going and that if no one else wanted to come, that's fine. Another call. And this time I unleashed my anger at both of them. I said, at least tell me if you're going to move. I didn't get any. There is no reason to go to that server, yet you insist. You constantly push for something that would destroy the guild, everything you worked so hard for, for something that nobody wants. I then told Vrogoth that if he had something to say, have the goddamn common courtesy and the stones to say it to everyone. Stop hiding behind others to get what you want. They both hung up on me. Only for farewell to call me back minutes later, furious. Frogoth is sitting there crying now because of you. You are no friend of mine to treat my friends that way. If you don't apologise right now, then we're no longer friends, and you, you could just fuck off. <laughs> that voice didn't match that ending then, mate. Awesome. <laughs> I'd like to tell you, Preach, that I said no. But despite my better judgment, I whispered that miserable fuck Vrogoth and apologized for my behavior. <laughs> Something I to this day hate myself for doing as it cost me a lot of self-respect. With that, the guild moved server. Predictably, we lost nearly all of our team as they wouldn't follow, though some did. Unfortunately, the result was the most dysfunctional raid group you could imagine, and several people were forced to re-roll. I, among them, re-rolled to a female goblin shaman to heal, as only Vrogoth was left of our healers, and I still had my hunch exactly what his goal was, so I saw this as a necessary change. As the raid group was being reformed, the open hostility towards me was very much alive and well. I was asked to apologise to the tank, 
who had come with us for how I spoke to him during the Lich King raid. But I refused as it would not be necessary. If I was heard whenever I tried to explain it before and we did kill the boss right after. Farewell conceded to this but worried things weren't going to get better. I didn't care. At the time as I figured it would take a petty lot to continue to hold that one night against me. It turns out they really were a petty lot. I was ostracized from the group at all opportunities. Dailies, full group mate. Sorry mate, no room for you, bitch. Even when I was the one who suggested it. Heroic five mans? Mate, Vrogoff's in group mate, don't even need you. PvP, doing threes today? No room mate, already got our team sorted mate, sorry bro. Despite this, I was able to gear fast enough to catch them up. I hit 85 after everyone else as I had to level from one as a goblin in time for raiding. As raiding began, I geared faster than anyone else. I was the only male wearer in the guild. <laughs> I was quickly carrying the healing, including Brogoff. Though the excuse that he was better than me persisted for all activities outside of raiding. It wasn't just numbers either. Vrogoff couldn't dispel, nor anything outside of basic tactics and healing. To put this into context for the elemental council in Bastion of Twilight, I was healing. Dispelling at the right time, interrupting, obeying tactics because this motherfucker would never dispel. I wouldn't mind where his healing numbers were actually really good, but that simply wasn't the case. For Chimera and I was forced to heal group 2 while being in group 1 so my healing stream totem could help the other healer. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> and I needed to assist Vrogoff, the paladin healer at all times. <laughs> We're going to put you in the wrong group so you can help the other team. <laughs> Normally this kind of pressure was relieved with bants in raid comms. But I was often asked to not speak because apparently my voice was too dominant. And my personality shies everyone away, everyone away from talking. Some, a problem that you've never had, mate. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. I'll catch you next week. See, see you later, guys. Buddy. I'll see you Sunday. I couldn't, mate. Anybody ever experienced that? You're not allowed to talk. Your voice is too dominating. Makes everybody shy. Right here, dude. <laughs> so to summarize, my raid consisted of me healing way beyond my realistic capacity, not being allowed to talk in the raid chat, even to pitch in when they tried to talk tactics, which they weren't good at, while being told how amazing Vrogoth was. FML was my favorite phrase at the time. But then it happened. Vrogoth made his move. The reason he moved to this server had become to fruition. He left the guild and joined a hardcore raiding guild using all the gear and progress we had used. Everybody was shocked at this. Farewell couldn't believe the betrayal. And Totak, Vrogos BFF, completely quit the game. I was laughing my fucking ass off. I called it from the moment I saw the only remarkable thing about the server. I had hinted to Farewell why this would be chosen, but she dismissed it. I never did say, I told you so, because of how hurt she was. But inside, I was fucking dancing. Farewell and I talked about it for a long time. She was genuinely hurt and it was not a good feeling to see my friend that way. She never apologized for how I felt she had treated me badly at Vrogoth's behest. But seeing her this way, I didn't think it was appropriate to push for it. She had paid a high price already. But I was freely able to express how much I fucking hated that prick. He had conned her, the guild to move server. So you would serve as a stepping stone for him to greener pastures. He had no problems manipulating Farewell into fighting with me if it got him his way, despite knowing how close we were. All for a few higher numbers in the video games. 
To this day, there are not words to describe my loathing for that creature. My loss of Rogoth and Totak hurt us from a raiding point of view, but we mostly recovered. Save for one healer spot, which we were forced to pug time and time again. Farewell, Farewell hated this. As for her, it meant logging on an hour early to try and get a healer. Often we started after schedule raid time. Fractures formed again as people got frustrated and one of the officers in particular began to question everything that she did. And I know it drove her crazy. I supported her as best a guild outsider could. <coughs> About two months after this routine, I logged in and saw something I could not believe. Vrogoth was back in our guild. It turns out that all that smoke that the guild had been blowing up his ass about being the best hiller was not a popular opinion when people started using logs. Apparently on his guild trial he'd been instantly benched and then told that he could maybe turn up to team 2 if he wanted. Aww. Aww. Dismayed he had got back in contact with Farewell. She said she hadn't forgiven him, but just didn't want to get pugs anymore. I was angry, upset, and felt deeply betrayed. Before I could express any of these, Farewell wrote me an in-game mail and explained that she knew I would be mad, but she wasn't prepared to look for a healer anymore, and at the end of the day, it was her guild, and she would do as she saw fit. I did not immediately reply as I had the temper and the unbridled fury within. After all we've been through, you don't so much as give me the heads up this time either, I said. I understand your frustration better than anyone, but every action has a consequence. And while sure as anything, you, you decide who joins this guild, there is one decision I can make. I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to continue trying to pug a healer. Boom! And quit the fucking guild, mate. <coughs> Afterwards, I came away and began to heal from all the abuse that that guild did to me and the damage I did to myself in taking it and handling things the way I did. Sincerely, from myself to you and your readers, if you can relate to anything in my story, do what I did. Do what I did not and just walk the fuck away. It is not worth it. Farewell and I did not speak for eight months, but we gradually moved past it and while we never raided together again, today I consider her one of my friends. Farewell would eventually fall out with Vrogoth when he was visiting her. He said they should have sex. This was the day before she was moving to live with her boyfriend. When she told him to go and get fucked, he pretended to be so drunk he couldn't move and collapsed on her bed. Sight! <laughs> you want to talk about self-confidence? <coughs> Game plan, boys! If she says no, pretend you're fucking paralyzed and fall on the bed. Easy. Yeah, 10 out of 10 plays, lads. You're not thinking it through. Easy game, mate. Easy game. <laughs> it, <laughs> it only when she was going to call the ambulance, he made a miraculous recovery and left <laughs> to go to the sofa where he spent the night. <laughs> the end. <clears throat> Sweet God Almighty. Sweet God Almighty. That's the big plays you gotta go for, man. You gotta make the big plays. If she does threaten to call the authorities, though, go and get on the couch, you know? Call it a day. Let's just call that chalk that up to a fail, and we'll be all right, yeah? <laughs> we'll be all right. Ladies and gents, that brings us to the end of this video. ballers and a bro fist to you all. Why on earth is my chat talking about bath bombs? What are you doing?
Why? How did you get there? How did you get from here to here? Which is the bath bomb situation when we're talking about Chromie. And then you got some bath bombs? How did this happen? And good afternoon to every single one of you. Good morning, good evening, wherever the hell you are in the world. Because it's motherfucking Friday, y'all. Let me fasten my chair in. So it can, like, un unhinge itself midway through the show and I can go, ooh, ooh. Uh, which you can all enjoy and look forward to immensely. Welcome to Drama Friday. Mm. I've been looking forward to this one. It's been an awesome week doing some of the best things I've done in WoW in a long time. Little crummy. Did I get that right? I think so. <laughs> Little crummy. Doing her, doing her business, right? Little crummy. Triggered! Triggered! <laughs> Little crummy doing the business. And of course, we got to do Black Temple, which was just the tits. It was absolutely frigging awesome. So much fun. Little side piece of content there. Well, you know, Blizz doing pretty well. Destiny 2, though. Right? Destiny 2, though. Skyrocketed the price of them Blizz tokens. <sighs> Destiny 2. Just as it... Oh, and then the dog arrives, which is always awesome. I only mentioned Destiny. I, only, I mean, I don't think it's the reason to go out of out of your way and get crazy. But I'm sure that'll go away in a second. Anyway, you're here for Drama Friday. In tribute to another event this week, a fallen comrade once again. F will be looking at the fall of some guilds. And the people that destroyed them. Which is always part of the fun. But first of all, sex. Uh, let's do that. <clears throat> let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, <coughs> I like this. This title is amazing. F, F indeed, F indeed. Riding the bus to manhood. Yay! Yes, let's have sex. Yes, I agree. Let us. Let us all partake in the sex. Uh, so let's get some names from Team Patreon. Uh, I need mm, a boy and a girl, surprisingly. A boy and a girl. Who will be our, go our girl today? Who have we got? Um, Ingi. Ingi. Ingi or Inge? Will be our lady. And Remington. Good solid man name there. Good solid man name. Remington indeed. Remington will be our boy for this story. What is the sex you speak of? Oh, come on. We've all got Google. No, There's no guild name. Bex. Forget it. Of course, in drama time. As I recently explained, I was on two podcasts last week, the Final Boss Show and the Allcraft Show with Bay on Final Boss, with Hotted, Rich, Nasmon Gold on the Allcraft channel. And in that, I was asked, what the fuck is Drama Time all about? What is this show? What do we do? And it's because it's crazy, crazy bastards on the internet. And I was one of them as well. Where are all anonymous. You can get away with anything. You can be you can be someone else if you want to be. If you're your boys, you can be a girl. You girls, you can be boys. You can be older, you can be younger, you can be married. You can make up all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, and then it kind of comes crashing down because inevitably when you lie constantly, people go and find out because you forget what you've lied about, right? You can't remember because you just kept lying all the time and none of it even makes sense to you anymore. And now you're all fucked up and you're caught in a web, a scary web. So we're going to look at all those kind of things. Can I be cool? No. It's got to be at least something you could deliver on, you know? Even in a fake way. So let's ride the bus to manhood. Hello, preaching ghosty! Not here, got a day off. 
Not here. Not got a day off on a Friday. Taking a Friday off. Long weekend. Web show tomorrow. That'll teach him. My Warcraft life, nay career, began when I was just 13 years of age. That's official. That's all right. During the glory of the Tides of Darkness. Long before there was the Legion subspec, there was the Tides of Darkness. Yes. But this story is not about me borrowing my friend's Warcraft 2 disc to install it on my family's Windows. Windows 3.1. Windows 3.1. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. Windows 3.1. Good God. And hoping that my daddy didn't get mad that I used up almost, wait, almost 31 meg of all the hard drive space. Yeah, that's cash. It's 31 meg. Oh, oh, that's like the whole hard drive. It's like the whole hard drive. 31 meg. Can you imagine, like, have I got 31 meg? I don't know, man. I don't know if the drive's big enough. No, this story would take place around 11 years later. And it is about the sex dragon. Which dragon's the sex dragon? Do you guys know which is the sex dragon? It's pretty easy when you think about it. He's got that magic touch. And is it about Malagos? It is also about the United States Air Force, mate. And most importantly, dem sexes. I was 24 years old. Alex Strasser, really? <laughs> the magic touch, come on, what a giveaway. What a giveaway, really. Oh, look at Pro Raichu, he knows what's up. I was 24 years old, working as a 2E1X1. Better known as Air Force Satellite Communications Technician. Now, I don't want to overstep my bounds, but that sounds like a mobile phone repairman, but in the Air Force. The Air Force Satellite Communications Technician. Phone man. That's what I think. Phone man, I'm going with. I was new to my unit. Only been in it for a few months. But, I thought I was an amazing WoW player. And an amazing guild, because we had Karazhan on farm. And Wrath of the Lich King would be out in just a few months. <laughs> on farm though, boys. Malkazar going down. Mm. Got it. Got it. Nailed it. Why is Malkazar not in the new Karazhan? Why do we get that stupid demon eyeball thing with the spaceships? It's cool though. Uh, but still. <clears throat> I was a rogue. I was a rogue. We got any uh, TBC rogues here? Because you're about to get very upset. Like, really upset. Painfully upset, even. <clears throat> I was a rogue. I had my shit together. I wouldn't use Slice and Dice because it only increased white damage. It was all about those five-point eviscerates. And every time I would use Slice and Dice, that was one less eviscerate. Think about it. Yeah? Think about it. Yeah? Always thinking, man. <laughs> Always thinking. <laughs> I was told to use Rupture once, but again... The number just wasn't as big as a five-point eviscerate. You got to think about it. You got to think about it. It's just about the eviscerates. 
<laughs> I thought the idea of trying to get hit cap was really noobish. I wasn't going to waste yellow gem slots on things like hit when I could put crit in it. I might not hit as often, but when I do, mate... Oh, slap, son. I'm critting these eviscerates non-stop, though, bro. Yeah, sometimes I miss, though, but when I hit, mate... When I hit, though, that is the fucking shit you know about it when I hit you. Big crits. I was the tits. I even had two purple swords. That's epics, homies. Yeah? Epics. One with strength on and one with agility. And since the strength would give me more strength, I enchanted the sword with Crusader. That way, I could get a strength proc on top of the strength it already gave me. And, and, and I genuinely believe this preacher, <laughs> it would help the healers out. Since every time it procced, it would heal for 75. And it procced a lot. I mean, I don't know what kind of game you guys are playing, but this guy has got it together, right? I've never even considered it this way. You've got to think about it. Strength makes you stronger, ergo hitting harder. Mix that with the crit, mate. We're talking some big fucking numbers. Big numbers, big dick, big women, big fun. That's what it's all about. Anyways, we got a new guy in our Air Force unit. His name was Remington. <clears throat> Remington was the nerdiest guy I had met in a long, long time. His hair was always too long and out of regulation. That's right, non-regulation hair. So he would get yelled at for it. Uniform never looked quite crispy enough. You know, the kind of guy, a little scuff on the shoe. Maybe the belt buckles just not, just not shined up real nice. He was missing one of his front teeth, and I swear before he lost it, he, he must have had a huge gap there anyway. Wow. That's just cruel. <laughs> He's missing a tooth, but to be fair, mate, that must have been a big fucking tooth that he lost there, mate. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It, that, nah, man. Nah, man. That must have been a big giant tooth that you lost. But he was a very nice guy, and he always had a smile with a gap. He was goofy and awkward and not very coordinated. Watching Remington, the name doesn't fit, does it? <laughs> Watching Remington run around the track at the morning workout was the highlight of the day for most of the unit. Oh, I picture him like a giraffe. <laughs> Trying to run around. Fucking legs everywhere. When he first arrived at the unit, a sergeant told me to take him around base, help him out. We drove around to supply, housing, medical, dining facilities, all the basics. While driving, I mentioned that I like to play World of Warcraft in my off time. Remington lit the fuck up. That big toothy smile like a bat signal. And I told him about my elite guild. He said, he'll play with me. He'll level a priest on my server. Only take him a little while. And this led to our friendship. Bonding. Yeah, bit of bonding. Remington did start leveling. I ran him through some old dungeons while he leveled to get him some gear. Times were good. Remington hit max level and joined our Karazhan farming guild. He explained to me at that point everything I was doing was wrong. Bastard. <laughs> okay, time for a conversation. Alright, you're not going to like it. But everything... No, even the way you type your password is incorrect. You should not be clicking on a keyboard that is also in the background of your desktop to type your password in. Right? Come on. 
We got this. We got this. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you what, what I'm seeing makes me sick of what you're doing right now. You see, Remington used to play a rogue. And he was better than me. He was better than everyone in our guild. He helped me fix it. Understand what I was doing wrong. We started to pug some Zulaman. Trash runs of Cavern of Time, Hajar's Summit. Oh, that must have been well good. <gasps> no. Trash funning Mount Hyjal? Sign me up. Remington had some nice cloth pieces from our Hyjal runs, and I got the sweet, sweet molten fists. They were far superior to the strength sword I was using previously. <laughs> it's upgrade to upgrade, right? <laughs> so that's how we're doing it. That's how we're doing it. We got we got our game together. Now we knew now we knew we were the best WoW players ever. It was time to start our own guild. Remington was to be our leader. I would be second in command. The thing about Remington, you see, is he's a bit weird. Awkward. Passive. Skittish in person. But on Ventrilo, he was an entirely different person. He was strong, authoritative, confident, intelligent, a natural leader. The transformation of him in real life to him in WoW was astonishing. In WoW, he was a god. But then Wrath launched. The day before the launch, we went to the store and bought WoW food that we could easily cook and eat while playing. It consisted of hot dogs, hot pockets, Doritos, Dr. Pepper was the drink of choice. We took an official leave. We went to the midnight release at the GameStop outside the base. Then we sped back to the base and installed. We leveled as fast as we could and jumped right into a Sartharian pug. Between our first and early epics and Remington's leadership, recruitment was easy. People wanted to join our guild, including a warlock named Ingi. We had a lot of trouble with Maligos 25 in the last phase. Then Remington wanted to try a new strat. In phase 3, he told Ingi to sacrifice herself, dismount off her drake, and while falling to her death, tried to cast Curse of Elements and increase the damage taken by Maligos. I don't know if it was that, but Maligos died. Ingi may have died, but she got kill credit and got to feel like her sacrifice was the reason that we got the kill. And she appreciated Remington for it. She asked for his phone number and to show her appreciation, pretty soon Remington got some nudes. Remington, the awkward 20-year-old virgin, was very excited about this. And Ingi told me how much she liked Remington and wanted to have an IRL relationship with him. How his confidence, his ability to lead and control the group to get things done really got her engine running, yeah? Hey, guys, guys who are listening, girls, just turn around for a second. I need to, I need to talk to my boys. One day, you could sacrifice a girl, and it's gonna get you some sex. Right, girls, you can go back now. Just saying, just saying. <clears throat> Little did she know the truth. But I obviously wanted my virgin buddy to get him some. Gotta get some. So I confirmed everything she thought. 
I came up with a story about how fucking hardcore Remington was. What a wingman. What a wingman. I got this, bro. I got this. And then in a fight, someone picked up a rifle and hit him in the face with the butt. Knocking out one of his teeth. And thus the story of Remington's goofy smile came to be. And Remington was barely shaken by it. And even after that, Remington ended up winning that fight anyway. Remington was one of the most hardcore military men he'd ever met. The way I described him, at this point in time, neither of us had spent a day out of the country, never seen any combat, and really, our weapons were laptops to program satellite uplinks. (laughs) And that was so that people with higher ranks than us could get their emails. But she didn't need to know that. And I wanted Remington to get his. Yeah? Mm. Weeks passed. And he would update me about how things were going with Ingi. Later, Remington told me that she sent him a video of her dildoing herself. At this point, Remington asked me if I thought he should meet her in person. You still don't know? There's a dildo going in! And you're not sure? You think I should meet this chick? I don't know. I mean... We've, we're, we're, what relate? What stage of the relationship yet? There's a video. There's a dildo. It's working, you know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if she's coming on to me or not. I can't work it out. If I'm being honest, I'm not sure. It's it's tricky, you know. It's like at which point do I? T- I mean, I think she's sending me messages. I think it's what it is. I think she likes me. I can't tell though. Maybe. <clears throat> I obviously shouted in his face. Yes. Duh. What the fuck? I had a car and Remington didn't. So he asked me if I could drive him to meet her. <laughs> I need a lift. <laughs> you think I should go meet this lady? Yeah. Can you ride me? Can you ride me to see her? <sighs> I said, yes. Yes. We were in central Oklahoma. Central Oklahoma. And Ingi was in Arkansas. Oh, she's one of them hot Arkansas girls. It was a solid five-hour drive. I wanted him to get laid. (laughs) But on knowing this, I didn't want it bad enough to drive for five hours. (laughs) Dude. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I want you to get your dick wet. But five hours each way, though, bro. That's... a lot you're asking me there to be honest (sighs) so we reached a compromise i said yes i will drive you to the bus station i was a bit worried about him after him telling me about the video and this being his first time it was obvious that ingi had a little bit more experience than he is (laughs) than he did (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i didn't want to make him nervous so i didn't say anything about it After work on Friday, I drove Remington to the bus station. On the way to the bus station, Remington told me he was so excited that he didn't sleep the night before. I told him, bro, I understand. And if I was in his shoes, I'd be pretty excited too. I told him, good luck. I dropped him off. Remington was going to get some. But he was so tired that about four hours into the bus ride, he fell asleep and missed the stop. He stayed asleep for a few hours and ended up in another state. 
when he woke up, he ended up catching another bus as soon as he could back to Arkansas. And importantly, back to Ingy. We're still on, team. We've still got this. No, we got this. No, 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 no. We got this. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Relax. Our man is going to get some. He's got it. He's got this. He got this. The next day, I'm hanging out with two of my friends and my phone rang. I saw it was Remington on my caller ID, so I did what any good friend would do. I answered the call on speakerphone so everyone else could hear. Like a man. <laughs> Remington told us the entire story about falling asleep on the bus, not knowing he was on speakerphone, but he ended the story with, but given all that info, I am not a virgin anymore. The entire team cheered for him. Way! Way! Anybody else get that? I got that. I got that. I got the big salute. Uh, <laughs> and laughed at his story. Good times were had by all. He wasn't even upset about the speakerphone because obviously just had sex. Couldn't give a shit. <laughs> Couldn't give a shit. Remington asked me, can I pick him up at the bus station tomorrow when he came back? And the three of us who heard the call met him at the bus station with a load of beers and some cigars to congratulate him. We never asked any details about Ingi. <clears throat> it was she a freak, as we expected. And Remington, being a gentle sir, never told. And this actually says it's in a story. But in my mind, she was a total fucking freak. <laughs> and we all know it, don't we? I know it, you know it. All these people right here, they know it too. Fucking Ingi was up for anything. Anything. You know what I mean? Soon we got our orders. And we ended up parting ways. Remington ended up in your neck of the woods, Preacher, at Mildenhall, halfway between that Cambridge and that Norwich. I went to Afghanistan. Oh. The guild we started fell apart, and I never heard from Ingy again. Remington quit while we both left the Air Force, and we have since lost touch. Oh, Remington, if you're watching this, come back. Tell us about Ingy, though, because we kind of want to know. What did she do? What did she do? What did she do? Come on. What was she wearing when you got there? Oh, shit. And I hope that goofy bastard has found non-wow approach to getting laid. <laughs> I do hope all is well with him. I understand it's not the most dramatic story, but it's pretty funny. I agree. I agree. I think it's a tremendous little story. Because we're about to kill some guilds and everyone's about to get sad. Oh, no. Lovely. Lovely story, riding that bus to manhood. <laughs> oh, hey. Got him some. Got him some. Am I right? He got there. He got there. All right. Let's talk about someone who's too cool. Probably some real freaky shit. No matter what we say, lads. Girls, turn around a sec. No matter what we say, lads, that girl will never be as freaky as she is right now in our imaginations. And that's what we really thank our author for, is giving us those images. Mm. Okay. Killing guilds is my jam. You've never killed a guild. You're too nice. You're too nice, Jaxi. How I killed my first guild. Oh, will you type fucking wireless keyboards, man? And we need like 20 names for this. Oh, my God. I think we can have Ingi again, because we only used Ingi like twice. And basically, it was a sexual object. So, we'll make Ingi the best friend. And we want Kirk Hirrell. 
Heinrich. Heinrich. Uh, two girls. Uh, who could be a girl? Ingui. Ingui. And Brittany. Brittany. Is this how you spell it? Brittany. I assume so. Brittany. Brittany. Her boyfriend. Oh my God, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry could be the boyfriend. Um, and it's three other names. I'm running out of space here. Kenwin. Oh, Ed. Kenwin. I'm going to fuck up these names so much. And... Uh, Yorton. Yorton. Andy, show me how to do this. There we go. Awesome. There we go. Okay, I'll do my best. But that is a lot of names. That is a lot of names. Alright then. Kentucky, USA. That's where we're coming from. Kentucky, USA. Hello, preacher. Ghosty if present. Right now. Many brofists to you all from me here in Kentucky, USA. I come to you today with a tale of how I single-handedly, apparently, destroyed my first guild in World of Warcraft. Apparently. <laughs> okay. I sounds like okay, so straight off the bat, our man here does not believe he is guilty. You can be the judge, but our man here does not believe he is guilty. So, some backstory before we get down to the nitty-gritty of my devious tactics. I've been an avid gamer for all my life, but growing up in the South, where if you liked anything other than country music radio and big trucks, you were considered one of them homophobe. Not homophobe. Homo fellows. <coughs> and lame and nerd. I kept a lot of my interests and passions for whimsical worlds of magic and bloodthirsty barbarians in the closet. Now, to be fair... If you're going to describe it as the whimsical world with magic and bloodthirsty barbarians. I obviously stuck to what everyone else plays. FPS, Call of Duty, Counter-Strike. One night though, while partying at a friend's older brother's house, I broke away from the party to see where Ingi was and why he wasn't downstairs with everyone else. I found him upstairs, in his room talking into his computer about something called shadow traps name it <laughs> fellers <laughs> when i asked him what he was doing he said he was raiding in wow and he'd be down shortly wow i said there's a party downstairs mate with chicks and you're up here playing WoW? Fucking nerd, mate. <laughs> he and I laughed, and before I turned to return to the party, I took a peek at his computer screen to see him and a lot of people standing on a small platform with a dude sitting on a huge throne with badass spiky armor. I asked him, <laughs> I have to read at this. WoW, you are fucking playing PC, mate, when there's pussy downstairs. Loser. Who's that, though? Who's that, though? Arthas, he replied. The Lich King, leader of the Scourge. Underneath this facade, ladies and gentlemen, being a 16 or 17-year-old, of course, was the Edgelord, and it piqued my interest. But there was a party going on. 
but I knew I was going to ask him about this later. About a week later, I started asking him all sorts of questions about the game. So, do you get guns in that, in that game then, or what? What is the PvP like, though? What's your battle tag? Are you in a clan, though? Who's that guy? Right, then. I asked him everything. Story, gear, bosses. The more I learned, the more I started to think about playing. Until he told me... About the sub fee. Some real shit right there. A sub fee for a video game was new to me and at the time made no fucking sense. Why would you pay money for a game that you'd already paid money for? About a year later when I started working my first real steady job. I was hanging out with Ingi. When he said he had to go, he had to raid. It had been a year. Can I watch, though? He called his dad, asked if it was cool if I crashed for the night. He said, yeah. I packed up some shit, fresh undies, the huge, and headed back to his house. He showed me a few things here and there while logging in and explaining some of the, his abilities. He showed me about Orgrimmar while riding around on his bitching motorcycle. Raid time came, and as he and nine other people at this time stepped into this zone filled with lava, weird serpent dudes and huge molten dogs, I was absolutely amazed. My jaw dropped after every boss kill. Listening to Ingi and his team as they called out mechanics and watching them kill things with such coordination. This game, I came to realize, and this might be eye-opening for many of you listening to this right now. This game, this game, this one I was watching. This game had no corpse camping. There was no sniper battle. No hideout and pick off the enemy team with headshots. And that is what I was used to. I knew this game was different. I knew I had to get in on this. My grandmother had gifted me a laptop for graduating high school recently, so I asked Ingi if we could install the game on my computer. And when he's not online, would it be cool if I made a character on his account to play around with? He agreed. And the next day he drove me home before he had to go to work and he brought over all the installation discs. And we began the install. It took hours. As at the time, I didn't actually have my own internet service. <laughs> I was piggybacking on my neighbor's Wi-Fi. And that would occasionally drop signal. <laughs> What's worse? Installing with seven discs on a four-speed CD-ROM. Or trying to patch World of Warcraft via their neighbor's Wi-Fi. I honestly do not know the answer as to which one of those is worse. <sighs> okay. I didn't mind staying up late to refresh the connection every time it went out. It was going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. Once it finished, I logged in only to be greeted by a window that asked me, me, the champion of FPS for an authentication code. 
Just another hurdle. I called Ingy on the phone, got the code, and I logged in, and I was amazed at his character list. All of them having badass armor, brutal-looking weapons. This is going to be amazing, I thought. I clicked on the Create Character button and saw the list of all these races and classes. I read through every description carefully to see who or what I thought would be best for me. And after 20 minutes of looking through classes and races, I had no idea what I wanted to be. So I defaulted. I did what every noob does. I made a blood elf hunter. <laughs> Which is exactly what my wife made. Who is streaming tonight, by the way. Be ready for that one. It's like... It just... It's like the only choice left. <laughs> it's like the only choice that makes sense. Blood elf hunter. It's gonna be. After watching the beautiful introduction cinematic to the starting zone, it took me all of five seconds before I had to call Ingi, asking him how I make my character stop talking. While on the phone, he told me through setting up my action bars, hotkeys, various things such as auto loot. I began questing through the starter zone, killing everything in sight. This was great. I continued questing until I was level 15 and finally finally called it a night since it was now about 10 a.m the following day later that evening after a much needed nap ingi had come over to hang out and help me some more in wow he told me about dungeons now that i was level 15 and he even logged into his banked character and gave me some boa hunter gear for me to wear as i leveled we spent the next couple of hours running dungeons. He explained to me that I'd have to wait for a tank to pull. And I didn't see a tank anywhere. A tank? Are you sure? You're taking the piss. There is no tank round here, mate. I have looked. Are you having a giggle? But eventually he explained to me that a tank was the person who could take the punishment. While also keeping the mobs from hitting me. I had to watch out for things on the ground. Don't roll. Need on things that your class doesn't use. Even if it was a higher level than what you had. My bro Ingi saved me from being a hunter with intellect and strength gear. After about a month of leveling through only running dungeons when Ingi wasn't online. I was sold. I needed this game for myself. By this time, I had been working enough to be able to pay for my own internet. But I could not afford the game. It's too much. I make $50 a month. And Comcast is charging me $49 a month for my 2 meg download. What's it going to be? Looking around my room, I knew what I was going to do to get my WoW fix. I called up Ingi and asked him for a ride to the GameStop near us. And quite possibly the saddest moment in the history of drama time is about to be laid upon you guys. I sold my Xbox. And all my Xbox games. To a GameStop. For store credit. In order to pick up the battle chest. And the expansions for WoW. Was it overkill to sell every game you own for one game? 
Maybe. But this one game has so many things to do. And like a junkie, I needed my fix. And on my own terms. The car ride back felt like it took forever. I was fiending to activate my account. Luckily, I already had to had the game and expansions installed. So all I had to do was activate my code and I was ready. It was right as I entered the code for Cataclysm that I realized something. I turned to Ingy and asked him, Bro, mate. How do I get my character onto my account, though? Excuse me. Ingy, mate. Mate, just thinking, though, while we do this, that. How do I get my character on my account, though? Can't do that, mate. Ingy replied. I have to start again then, mate. Is that what has to happen here then? Or what? Or, I don't know, mate. Yeah. And this time you won't even be able to use the BOAs. Mate. Mate. Bummed out, he assured me that we would level in no time since he had an idea. We could... Recruit a friend. I would level up just as fast, if not faster, than we played together. This made me feel a bit better. I got everything activated. Hit that launch button. Boom! Logged in and now it was the fun part. I picked the same server he was on, which at the time was a pretty active for being a medium pop server. Shouts out to <coughs> the Hydra any Hydraxis dwellers in the chat. Don't see any, mate. Next, the char creation. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Since Ingy and I would be playing together at max level, and he even told me he'd teach me how to raid once I got better at the game, I didn't want to play the same class as him. Oh no. Oh no. He went through the list with me this time and gave better insight as to how the different classes and specs played. Now we have good choices, good information coming into our heads. We can make an informed decision. I still wanted to play ranged, so I didn't have to be up in mobs' faces and getting my teeth kicked in. As we know, melee has a really hard time. That's like the hard mode, right? He told me about warlocks, and they sounded kind of boring. They're... No. How does anybody describe a warlock and make them sound boring? Really? You have to go out of your way to make a warlock sound on paper, not like the most badass motherfucking thing in the game. He warned me about Shadow Priest, Shadow Priest, a spec that only real veterans played. Because their, comp their rotation, mate, is kind of complex. Lots of management and priorities going on. Mate, you need like four years in game before you start thinking about Shadow Priest. Not fucking joking, mate. There's like two dots, right? And then there's like another one. And then there's like one that you will fucking you, you spray spray a line at them. It's pretty fucking it's, it's up there with like some of the toughest stuff, mate. It sounded hard to me, so I asked him, well, what's left? Mage, he said. The mage. I asked him what they did. How did they play? Teach me. He told me that they can use portals to move around the map easily. They make their own food. They'd run a mana and you can either be straight magic damage, freeze shit, or shoot fire at stuff. Fucking sold me. I want to be able to burn stuff. Fire sounds like the business. Of course, since it was what I was used to and already knew the starting zone, mate. 
You know what I mean? Don't want to scare myself a little bit. I'm going to make myself a blood elf. <laughs> I don't want to be learning like a new zone or nothing like that. I'm going to stick with what I know and that. You know what I mean? So we're going to make, we're going to make a blood elf again. <clears throat> and this is when it started to go wrong. I logged in for the first time on my own account and it felt every bit as magical as it did before. The first 15 levels were a breeze since I still had all the quests fresh in my mind. As Zingy was leaving to go home, he told me that he's in a guild and they're cool people to play with. He'll try and get me into his little club. <laughs> Anybody else in a little club? Anyone? You in a club? Good. We went home and I started doing dungeons. Still being fairly new to the game and even more so to this crazy new class and spec. I started running into trouble. Either I was casting way too early for boss pulls or that pyroblast had a taunt built in. I'd open up full throttle with my giant fireball and instantly pull aggro off the tank which led to several wipes. I'm pretty angry players. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. Pyroblast clearly was my hardy hitting spell. Finally, one group put a rule on me that I had to wait 10 seconds before even thinking about casting anything. <laughs> In a dungeon! <laughs> it raise a... Where have you been? Raise a friend down to me. Pretty tough. 10 seconds per mob before we even start attacking, yeah? It's a fucking mission. Was in there for like, I don't know, like eight hours or something. But we eventually got through it and stuff. It was pretty good. <clears throat> got there. Wand in most of it though. <laughs> Even after I cast my first spell, I should wait a few more seconds before casting anything else to see if I'd gained aggro. <laughs> now that would have been fine, but at low level and everyone having BOA gear, by the time I get to cast a single spell, the mob would be dead. A few hours later, I saw Ingi had come online. I even asked him, and he wasn't sure. <laughs> and even he wasn't sure why I had been told this. <laughs> he said they were probably just jerks. And if they behave that way to you, roll need on their stuff. Now, Ingi, I was with you up until this point, but you are promoting toxicity. You're teaching a new player to be a ninja looter at any point he feels smited. Smited, sir. Why, why promote toxicity? I was confused. I was receiving mixed signals from all over the place, but okay, I thought. It was about 20, 20 minutes later that I got a whisper from someone I didn't know. Harrow, I new player. Ten gold, please, they said. Hey, I'm new here too, mate. And sorry, I don't have any gold yet, but why don't we run some dungeons together if you're new and I'm new? I replied. Fuck off, they whispered back. At this point, after all the wipes and groups being mad at me, I was ready to just log out. And maybe just to try to play tomorrow. This game might be too hard for me. Maybe everybody I meet is having a bad day. It was then I got another whisper. This time from someone else. Are you Ingi's friend? They asked. It was Kirkaril. Yeah, that's me, mate. How's it going? I replied. Not too bad. He said you'd be interested in joining our guild and that you wanted to raid once you got leveled up. I do, mate. Yeah, looks fun. If uh, you got a spot on that, I'd like to join. I'm new, so I've only got like the one friend in that. I received the guild invite. I accepted and was warmly welcomed into the guild by everyone. Whale comes and welcomes were spread across me like a large splooge. This was nice for a change since everyone else I'd encountered in the game were pricks. 
Everyone introduced themselves. I did the same. They all said that if I need help with anything or have any questions to just ask in guild. And someone will surely know. Five minutes later, I asked a question, but no reply. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Thanks for that, mates. Hey, mates, where should I go level next? We were just being polite. Please don't ask any questions. Good. <clears throat> Good. <clears throat> this guild thing ain't so bad. These people are actually pretty nice, I thought to myself as I went back to leveling. I spent the next several days leveling, reading what other people were talking about in guild chat. They'd all cut up and run things together. That fueled me to get to 85 and so I could play with these people. So I could understand what the fuck they were even talking about. Around level 70, I started wondering about professions. This was the first time I went to talking guild chat again. What are professions? I asked what they were. What did they do? How do you do them? No reply. Minutes later, a shaman by the name of Heinrich gave me a good in-depth rundown. Oh god, he's found the guild mega nerd. Bastard. Nightmare. Well, since you asked. Professions begin at the beginning of the game. There are many to choose from. There's tailoring. Blacksmithing. Jewel crafting. Herbalism. Mining. The in-depth rundown on every single profession in the game, how all of them worked, and the perks that came from them. Oh, it's a she. Let's not go with Heinrich then. It's Yingui. 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 It's a nice lady. She told me that the best bet as a mage would be a tailor, since I wore cloth and tailors make cloth. And I should use enchantment, because that means that I can DE the things that I'm crafting that I can't sell. Yeah? I said okay. I went to Orgrimmar and picked up my professions, only to open up the tab and not know what I was looking at exactly. Dude, I'm a bro. You can be a girl today. I hadn't seen any of these mats in quite a while. I wasn't even sure how you got them other than to run dungeons and accidentally hit disenchant rather than need. I felt bad that I had so many questions and she was the only one who would respond. But luckily, she took pity on the oblivious noob. She answered all my questions. Showed me where to farm cloth. She even donated me a hundred linen to help me get started. Eh? A hundred linen? Generous to a fault, aren't we? Eh, Ingwi? Come on now. You. You with your hundred linen. Whew. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Rockefeller. <laughs> what a watch. Oh. <laughs> Moving in for the kill. Hey, this is what they say. Throw it, rain, make it rain. Make it rain. That's what it's all about. <clears throat> Later that day, Iggy had got online and whispered me to join his group. He said some people in trade chat were going to do a transmog run through AQ. 40. I didn't understand what that meant, but it sounded awesome. He told me it was one of the old raids, and don't worry about doing mechanics or anything, because we'll all be super powerful. 
were just going in there to get some cool old school gear. I joined the group. I said hello. They hide back and they summoned me to the raid. We all walk into these ruins and there's all these bugs crawling and buzzing around. The things Egyptian nightmares are made of that can make anyone's skin crawl. While looking around, drinking in the sands, this text popped up on my screen. Do not fucking need on any mounts that drop. Mounts, I thought. No one said anything about mounts. I need a mount. Fuck that guy. If a mount drops, I'm rolling on it. I'm tired of running around on this wolf. And yes, yes, Breacher. And chat. I was level 70 and still riding on the ground on a wolf from the vendor next to the hunter trainers. Everyone in the raid mounted up on these other weird bugs and take off into the raid. I follow along on my wolf, trying to stay back because I don't know what to expect up ahead. I didn't want to cause a wipe. The group pretty much one-shot everything and AoE down enormous mobs. I thought it was amazing. Such power at level 85. And I couldn't wait to get there. We continued on when a big pull dropped several, several of these scarabs. Ingrid whispered me and tells me that those, those are the mounts. So I instantly click need. I figured I would just pretend like it was a misclick, yo. And say I'm sorry and explain I'm still new to the game and that. I'm not even captain stuff. Well, I needed on that yellow ugly bug and all hell broke loose in raid chat. I don't know why these things were so important to them since you can only ride them in the raid instance. But I guess they all thought otherwise. There were people cursing, typing in all caps, calling me a ninja. And when I tried to explain myself, they fired back with calling me liar. Liar. And saying that I knew what I was doing. It was only half true. Ingwe even tried to step in and tell them just to chill, keep pulling. Telling them there'll be more that drop, more. The raid leader started whispering me, telling me to open fucking trade and give back the mount. And anything I pick up along the way is mine. I honestly, honestly didn't know how to open up a trade window. Ingwe had always done it for me. I never had to do one myself. I told him I don't know how to open trade window. This made it worse. He let his feelings known that apparently there was a guy in our raid who didn't know how to open a trade window. <laughs> 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 he was saying that I was ruining his raid and I was trying to make a fool of him in front of all these people and that he had regularly run AQ40 pugs and never had he seen something like this. I said, fine. Fine. Here's your shit. Open up a window, I'll give it you back. I opened up trade and I gave him the mount and the greys that I had picked up along the way. I left the raid and half back to Orgrimmar. Looking back now, I'm laughing at myself. I had no backbone. I just wanted people on the internet to like me. This made me realize that raiding wasn't for me. <laughs> Transmog runs. <laughs> the deadliest. The deadliest of raids. I've, I've, I'll have you know I have raided before. Yes. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And it's not for me. No, it's not for me. I have raided a transmog run of AQ40, I'll have you know. And I can tell you now that I am not a fan. I'm not a fan. And all you raiders are nerds. Ragers and nerds. 
They put a bad taste for raining in my mouth, but not for the game. I spent the next few weeks leveling during the night and on my days off. I continued to be social in guild chat. I started to open up and feel more at ease when talking with everyone. I finally hit 85. I was ready. Really ready to start working on getting badass gear and doing sick deeps. And most importantly, my mission to out DPS Ingi in some raids. Boy, did I still have a long way to go, though. Yingri and Ingi, Yingri and Ingi told me that now I'm at a level cap. I'll have to start going for gear. Heroic dungeons were where I should start to increase my item level and then raiding. Rep grinding for special enchants from different factions in the Cataclysm. I was a little disheartened that they wouldn't invite me straight into a raid. <laughs> Capped! In me though! In me though! I'm capped now though, boys! Let's do it! A little disheartened. But I had started making friends in the guild. And since I'm now doing the things they were already doing, I had people to do all this grinding with. I ran tons of dungeons with Yingwei and... Oh, and Kirkirol, the GM. And I did what felt like millions of dailies with different guildies. One of which was a Frost DK. By the name of Jerry. Who liked raiding. But was actually focused on PvP. One day while doing some dailies with him. He said that we should do Tolbarad dailies in the PvP zone mate. Tolbarad though. Let's go. I told him. I gave him the message. I've never done PvP before, sir. If we were to run into any trouble, I I wouldn't be able to help you. I'm just not ready for that kind of thing. He said, don't worry about the PvP part. The quests are PvE, and if we run into any resistance... He will take care of them. For the most part, we didn't run into any trouble until a quest led us down into a building where we had to slay so many demons. A few alliance were sitting there waiting to pick off any horde that dipped down low in health while killing the mobs in there. I was one of those unlucky hordes. At low health, two feral druids and a rogue appeared behind me. By the time I got back to my body... Jerry was standing next to where I'd spawn, with three skeletons at his feet. One being mine, and the other two druids. It told me the rogue vanished and got away. While doing this, I ran around clicking Arcane Explosion, hoping to hit that rogue, so that I might have my full revenge. But we never did find him. We finished our dailies and went back to town. I was obsessed with Jerry. He and I ended up spending so much time hanging out together and he started teaching me the ways of PvP. Working on gearing up my mage to get into the LFR Dragon Soul. <laughs> We're almost there, boys. We're getting there. I started messing around on new characters and one night when I was leveling up a DK for some PvP, mate, with Jerry. Okay, Carol asked in guild chat if anyone wanted to come fill in as DPS. For their run through the heroic Blackwing Descent. What class is Jerry? DK, mate. Double DK. We're doing it. We're doing it. 
Several people said they couldn't be asked. I got a whisper. Wanna log your mage? I'm not geared, sir. I don't want to mess up your pretty raid. Said I'd be okay. He'll explain the fights as we go along. And if it's a bit of a carry, that's okay. We're overgeared for it anyway, youngin. We're doing it just for fun. Okay, sir. I'll log my mage then. I got the invite. The summon. Met up with everyone at the entrance. I knew most of the people in the raid except two who I'd ever seen who I'd uh, who I'd only ever seen talk in guild chat. One was a prop warrior by the name of Heinrich. And the other was a holy pally named Brittany. The raid was a success. The whole time I didn't know what was happening in that raid, but I saw things. I saw bosses and I saw loot. Monsters, dragons. It was a bit much. But it was fun. Way more fun than my previous raid experience. I think I died once during the last fight because I got stuck in the lava. Oh, Nefarian. <laughs> ah, lava. <laughs> There's lava everywhere. What did I do? I wish I could remember all what was said during the Bantsing vent. And after the raid was done, several people logged off to the night. So it was just Yingwi, Kirkiril, and Heinrich and I still invent. As we were talking, I had mentioned that I still needed to find a mount that could fly. <laughs> One with wings. I can't fly, you see. This is the problem. I've had. I, I, I can't take to the skies. I can't. I need a mount. They told me that it was possible to get one, guaranteed. They told me that there is a place. A hundred percent drop. And it was in the culling of Strathome. How do we get that, I asked. You have to clear the dungeon super fast. Obviously, I could not hope to do this. I asked if we... Can, can you help get it one night, maybe? When, when, not, when you're not busy, of course. If we could... If we could go to the culling of Strathome and perhaps you hardcore hardcore players could run me through it and maybe maybe if if I'm ever so lucky, um I could have a chance to to maybe get the dragon. They laughed and said it's piss easy, you can do it now if you want. I said I'd love to, but somehow missed doing it when I was leveling just through Oh no! Oh the cataclysm nightmare just came back to me and I totally forgot about this. Why can't he go? Why can't he go? Tell me why he can't go. Why can't he go? Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker. Every time this happened, I left the group. I'm like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta do all the other fucking Strathome stuff. All the Hyjal stuff. The fucking going back in time stuff. You gotta do it all. Gotta do the quests. Gotta do the quests. Uh, I'd miss doing it when I was leveling through just dungeons, so they'd have to guide me through. Eventually, we got in. And they pretty much just wrecked the place. And I just tried to keep up because they never stopped moving. <laughs> After running from one side of the town to where I thought we were going, they started running back again. I finally got tired and just kind of let them do it. It took no time, though, before I had my very own... Bronze Drake from the Culling of Strathome. A rare mount indeed. 
finally a flying mount, I shouted. And Glee, finally, sirs, a flying mount that I can call me own. I right-clicked the item in my bag, learned the mount, pulled up my mount tab and saw what looked to be the ugliest fucking dragon I had ever laid my eyes on, but I didn't care. This was my dragon. There are many like it, but this one is mine. I thanked everyone for helping me and spent the rest of the night circling Orgrimmar, showing off my bronze drake. No one else seemed to have it, so I thought I had one of the rarest mounts in the game. Let's let's try and let's try and recapture our dreams and hopes here. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> After several weeks, I had finally geared enough to enter. Now I don't want the girls to have to change the knickers. So cover your ears. I finally had the gear to enter LFRD, yes. That's Dragon Soul, homies. I was so nervous. I asked if any guilders would come with. Come with. <laughs> Anybody want to come with? I don't want to make a mess of LFR all by myself. I need help. Come with. Hold my hand, please. Hold my hand. Hold my hand, please. Brittany and her boyfriend, Kenwin, now husband in asterisks, Agreed they would come along. I had watched guides the night before. I took notes and had post-its. <laughs> I had post-its around my monitor. I watched yours and TGN. Oh, God, never forget. Guides and rotations to make sure that I was pristine and didn't look like a total scrub. We sat in the queue for 45 minutes. Sploosh. <laughs> before getting into the first wing. I clicked the accept button with such anticipation and bloodthirst. I had my flasks. I had my food. I had my potions. They were on my bars. I was ready. I was going to prove my worth to all raiders before and after me. I was about to change the game. Once the loading screen went down and I saw the huge elementals standing in front of the group. A hunter had already pulled the trash before I could even sit down to get my food buff. It's just trash, I thought. I don't need to be fully... I don't need my food buff for the trash. I, it's okay. I've wasted a food. I've wasted a food. But it's okay. We're going to get the trash. It's alright. People were running every which way on their way to Marchok. We reached him. A ready check went out. And before anyone time to click ready or not ready, a stream of fire flew towards the boss as a warrior charged in and another mage hit time warp. What's going on? I asked him then. Why aren't they waiting for flasks and food and for the ready check to finish? It's fucking LFR. <laughs> it's Kenwood said. It's fucking LFR. <laughs> this, this, this isn't what real raiding's like. This is more or less just a way for people to see what the raids look like, said Ingui. I couldn't believe it. Getting the item level to do LFR would have been my major task throughout the expansion. I had worked my ass off to get into this place. And this is what it was like. Fine. Another stepping stone before I can really get into raiding and really kick some ass. A week later, Ingi said he was going to quit playing for a while because he was fucking well bored. 
He was working more, I think, just getting burnt out on WoW in general. He had been playing near every day since late Burning Crusade, so I could see why he'd be getting tired. I had made my own friends and was getting to where I knew enough about the game that I didn't need Ingui anymore. I got this. With one DPS gone, that meant I, I could have that spot, perhaps. Perhaps this could be a good thing. About a week later, though, Kirkrill told everyone that he couldn't be asked either. What are you doing? Why are you shaking your ass on the camera? Well, that was wildly inappropriate. <clears throat> and the Heinrich would be taking over in his absence. He was the worst. Nobody liked Heinrich. Nobody. The moment this announcement went out, Brittany and Kenwin both left the guild as well. I said could I could fill one of their spots at least. It took two months to get all the way to the Dragon Soul normal again. And get back on farm, which the guild had been for a while. It helped that several people from Team 1, such as Brittany and Kenwin, came back and raided with us a little bit. Normal Dragon Soul was all I would ever see throughout Cataclysm. It totally had taken me six months to get there. Six months to get through all the LFRs and to get to normal Dragon Soul. But I did kill the final boss. We tried heroic, but that was not for us. Once we got there, everyone stayed down. As the raid leader quit, I was determined to make it happen. I said I would lead the raid, as everyone else said they couldn't be asked anymore. I put the raid upon the calendar. Three people accepted. I'd almost made it. But this was to be the end of my raid journey. Now though, I'm doing just fine. I'm in Legion and I'm in a raid guild. And that was my best learning experience so far of how to get there. Thank you for listening to my tale. And thank all your chat for judging me. Hopefully not too harshly. Were you judging harshly? I don't think so. I don't think you guys were judging too harshly there. I don't think you were judging too harshly. Ladies and gentlemen, that does bring us to the end of Drama Friday. But not to the end of streaming for even today. Even today. Emma's going to be playing her Hunter later. Hello. What time are you on? About quarter past eight UK time. Emma's going to be rocking that Hunter. She's doing a full newbie playthrough of WoW. Like learning from the very beginning. Which is going to be crazy. Uh, it's reasonably interesting from my point of view, but fun for most of you guys uh, who get to do that stuff. But for everyone else, we are back tomorrow for a web show. All that stuff. The big Destiny stuff going down then as well. And there's a video coming out later tonight, which is not going to be too useful till 725. But it's still the start of something pretty cool that we're doing. For everybody else who I won't see you, do something cool over the weekend. Have a great time. I'll be back on Monday. It's all going to be good. In Justice 2 next week. In Justice 2, it should be a hell of a lot of fun. All right, team. Bye. I care about Destiny, so you are incorrect. Take that, Artemis. <laughs>